You're listening to Good on Paper, a bookish podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Rachel. Join us as we journey together into the land of fiction. Hi, Rachel. Hi. So today we are talking about, for lack of a better word, we're talking about book boyfriends. So if you don't know what that is, it's if you are a reader and you happen to read a book with a certain fictional man that you kind of have a little crush on. It doesn't matter. I know he's not real, but you can, you know, you can still have a little crush on these fictional men. It's real in your heart, guys. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So we're talking about our favorite book boyfriends today, what we like about them. And we we could go on forever, but we're going to keep it simple. It's going to be our favorite book boyfriends, what we like about them, because we could go into movie boyfriends and like heroes that we're writing personally. We're not going to do that today. It's going to be very focused, like my word of the year. (laughs) (laughs) We might get into a few tangents, but, you know, so do you want to go first, Rachel? Oh, okay. Um, Just one. (laughs) Okay. I'm trying to think if I should go with like my top favorite or if I should, I'll, I'll leave him for last actually. Okay. Um, so the first one actually that came to my mind other than my top favorite, I don't know if you've read Art of Victory. No. It's a um, Regency romance. Oh. It's so good. It's so good. And my, one of my top, and I actually read it like this summer, I think. Mm-hmm. And the main male character's name is Duke. He is one of my top five favorite book boyfriends now. And he's a recent read. So, like, that's pretty high praise that he beat out everybody I've ever read. Um, if any For anybody out there who's read that book, please let us know if you agree whether or not you also enjoyed that particular book boyfriend because he's awesome. Um, and if you don't know anything about that book, essentially there is the main character and she's trying to convince her best friend's uncle to allow her to marry the man of her dreams. And the uncle, Duke, is slightly cantankerous and very stubborn and is like, no, I'm not going to let her do that because I think she's going to ruin her life. So anyway, the main character spends the entire book trying to convince him to let her best friend marry this guy. And it's just kind of funny because the main character, she's obsessed with the art of war. And so she views this relationship between her and the guy like, I am going to win this battle kind of thing. And the whole time, the guy, the, my favorite part about him probably is the fact that from the get-go, he's, like, all in on her, and she doesn't really realize it. She views it as, like, I'm trying to win this battle, and he's like, no, I'm just trying to convince you to love me. And I just love that. I'm like, oh, I love it when the guy falls first. I like when he, like, can't be swayed, like, from loving the girl. He's like, no, I'm just going to be patient and wait until I can convince you to love me back. I'm just like, oh. You have my heart forever. I like just like the banter because she's very, um, very spirited and hard headed and like very stubborn. She reminds me very much of myself. Uh, <laughs> she's a handful and a half. And the guy is just like, he loves it. He's like, I don't need you to change. He's like, you're a lot, but I love that. And like, it takes her a while to understand that she doesn't need to change for him. He's just loves her the way she is. Um, but I just, I think after writing this list, it's very clear to me that I have a type. Um, (laughs) They're all very similar. (laughs) But I was like, I just, I love that he's, he's not like this necessarily strong, silent type, but he's very easygoing. um, And a lot more of like, he looks very intimidating and he comes across as like the, the broody kind of guy. But I just, I think the partially to the fact that he like falls for her so hard and he's just like, nope, I'm just going to wait you out. I'm just like, oh, I love that. I love that so much. So, yeah, he's definitely on my top five favorite list. Loved him. Okay. What's your first? I think I'm going to go with the most recent read. Actually, I have to preface this. This taught me that I'm just not like a book boyfriend person. And maybe more so when I was young. But I was trying to figure out why. And then I was like, I think it might be because... So, like, when I read a book, and I can really love the romance, you know, like, I think the romance is really well done. I believe in it. I love the hero. I think he's an amazing guy. But for me, it's like, I have a hard time, like, having a crush. And I, 
And when we say book boyfriend, I mean, I, I know it's not like a serious, serious crush, but I just don't like, <laughs> like, that's like the her heroine's man. Like, that's yeah. like her man. And it's like, uh... I'm very, 300 pages in her head like we're besties we're like sisters so it's like uh -huh. i can't be attracted like even if i really like the <laughs> romance and i like the hero it's like i can't be attracted to her man oh like, my gosh <laughs> you're like you're like i'm a loyal friend i will not have a crush on your your love interest that's awesome yeah <laughs> so but that being said i did come up with a few and when i was younger i think it was easier because you know, when you're younger, when you're like 12, like mm -hmm. you're not actually having, like you're not going on dates. Like there's no romance happening in your yeah. life. So it's more, uh, it's more visceral. Like the whole book boyfriend yeah. thing. And when you get older and like you actually start going on dates with like real men and stuff. Like, I feel like for me, at least it lost something. I know there's like happily married women who still have yeah. like crazy crushes and that's fine. It's just like, yeah. for me, it just kind of lost something after yeah. you know, I got older, but I will say um, one hero I absolutely love. So this is from one of my new favorite books. Um, it's called Feathers of Snow by Alice Savinia and she's another indie author. So look up her book. I highly recommend it. It is a goose girl retelling. So basically the premise is if you don't know the goose girl, a princess is traveling to a foreign kingdom to meet the prince that she's going to marry. And in the original fairy tale, the maid at one point like gets her alone. I think she's like helping her to get dressed or whatever. And she like threatens her and she's like, you have to switch places with me. If not, like I'll kill you. Like I'm going to be the princess and you're going to be the maid. And then like she gets to the kingdom and then she tells the prince that oh this maid was horrible she tried to kill me and then so the prince like banishes the maid and she has to become a goose girl so that's the original fairy tale uh, so this is like a retelling of that and it's a little bit different because the heroine in this case is actually the maid and the princess doesn't want to go so she sends the maid in her place to like this foreign kingdom and so she goes to the kingdom and she meets her betrothed and her betrothed. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I'm like really picky with my heroes and maybe like what's pop popular right now is like not what I'm into. So he, his name is Prince Gion. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but it's kind of how it's spelled. So his name is Prince Gion and they live in like this remote Northern kingdom. And it's like a very like military kingdom. So he's like a soldier and I definitely have a type. Mm. It's like soldiers, it could have something to do with the fact that like my dad was in the air force and I grew up around the military. I'm not sure, it probably does. That's probably exactly what it is. <laughs> but so he's like a soldier and he's the prince and he's like in charge of like, you know, like protecting the kingdom. They have like all these like external forts to protect the kingdom from like these monsters. And they have, like, the best, like, slow burn romance. Because, like, obviously they're betrothed. But they don't know each other, let alone like each other or love each other. And yeah. he's just, like, he's, like, so, because he's, like, a military hero. So he's, like, so honorable and, like, kind of, like, closed off. You know, it's, like, that whole trope of, like, the really, like, closed off, like, honorable, like, strong, silent yeah you know man he, he always does the right thing but he's not necessarily very emotional he's more like practical you know yeah. so i really loved him like that was the first time in a long time that i actually really liked a ya fantasy hero because yeah. like normally they're like i don't know well i'm older now so like they're young yeah so they're just not that attractive to me anymore a lot of times they're like the bad boy like i yeah. love like Stephanie Garver and like the Caraval series, but like I'm not really like into any of the guys in it. I like yeah. the girls and I like the world and the plot, but like you know, like the guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Much, any like of the like the popular like books I've read recently with like you know the book boyfriends, like I'm just not really into them. Like they're yeah. good, they're okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. No, know, I totally one, agree. Yeah, Prince Gion, definitely like check him out. It's Feathers of Snow. I feel like I always get like the preposition wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's Feathers of Snow. It's Alice Avinia. If you look up her, like you can't go wrong. And we can always include these books in like our show notes. Yes. Which yes, we will absolutely. definitely do for you guys.
Yes, because you should meet all of these men immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, that sounds very attractive to me because the the whole, like, I think also, like, the guy who has, like, just a little bit of, like, emotional baggage, so it's hard for him to open up and all that kind of, like, that's just, Mm -hmm. like, crack to me. I'm like, oh, you you sweet little baby, come over here, I'll give you a hug. Yes. Well, I think it goes along with the whole, I read a great analogy about romance from a romance author, and I can't even remember who it was, but it was like in essays about like romance novels. And she said that the romance novel is the grown up version of the horse girl novel. And she said the reason is the hero has to be the antagonist and you know the hero at the same time because the antagonist being like not the villain you know the antagonist being this is the the thing that the heroine has to conquer Mm. and the reason why people are attracted to like either bad boy or like closed off or whatever is because in the horse girl books you have like a wild stallion and no man can like break or tame this stallion but the girl has a different approach she doesn't try and chain him up she doesn't try and break him she's gentle and soft and mm-hmm. the horse responds to that so she doesn't untame you know she doesn't tame him and get rid of his wildness yeah but she earns his trust by being soft and gentle so like he still is like that wild stallion and he can be crazy like if somebody doesn't like him or whatever or is trying to like yeah. hurt him but for the girl like he changes and he's soft and docile with her and it's the same and and there's different tropes I know like people are maybe not so much into this trope anymore but for me I really love the traditional romance story where like the hero is like this really like he's like bad or like he's hurt or whatever and he's like this really alpha guy but Mm -hmm. And she does not try and change him or break him or whatever. She lets him have that freedom and that, like, you know, like, top dog outfit. Like, she doesn't try and change that. But, like, the way she goes about it, you know, she's gentle and she's this and she's that. And she just kind of, like, softens him. And, like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's, it's the same it's, like, this, the, the same thing. And once I read that essay, I was, like, oh, my gosh like life-changing that it really is like a a pairing like I had never heard that comparison before but that makes so much sense because either way even if you're into like the bad guy it's usually the bad guy who hates everyone but the one girl (laughs) who's like I will burn the whole world down just for this one girl or it's the like strong silent guy who's like super broody and doesn't open up to anybody except for the one girl. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like none of these men can ever get him to do anything he doesn't want to do. Like he's yeah. a fighter. Like for the girl, he's like, oh my gosh, she wants this, of course. Like. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, but like she didn't try and do it by trying to dominate him. Yeah. Like, and I think like that's the key difference is like she did not do that. He's doing it because he chooses. Because you know? he loves her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I had never heard yeah. that before, but that like that makes so that explains so much why I like the same types of characters over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah, and I think most women do. I mean, like some women like different things, but I feel like most women generally like the strong, silent type, like the alpha hero, the this and that, because like mm-hmm. there's just something so satisfying, and it's pretty realistic too. I mean, in real life like kind of follows that same pattern too like if you're like really because I was in a relationship before and I was like really pushy in it and like really controlling and it just didn't work out well whereas Mm -hmm. like now you know I'm kind of like okay like he's the man like I'll just let let him like make the decisions I don't push him I don't nag him and it's just like you know it just works better because like nobody wants to be pushed or nagged you know like yeah like that doesn't work yeah (laughs) and I feel like when there's like genuine love between two people then you both want to do what pleases the other person anyway uh, yeah so nobody needs to be like pushed around because it's like well exactly. i'll just do it because you like that's what makes you happy yeah kind of thing. yeah yeah so I, I feel like it's just super relatable for everybody <laughs> yeah definitely i agree uh so interesting how we view book boyfriends differently and stuff i think 
For me, I think when I was younger, I always wanted to see myself in whatever main character I was reading at the time. And I always felt like at that point in time, the main characters were either like really, really sweet and easygoing and like, um, I guess more on like the quiet side um, and not very argumentative at all. Or you had like the really, really powerhouse MCs (laughs) where it's like they're going to do everything themselves and they're like super boss fighters and everything and I'm like I don't fit into either of these categories mm-hmm. and so I feel like my thing was that I would always try to like fit myself into whatever the main character was and like find parts of myself in that main character so then I always like really liked whatever guy they were into yeah. if I if you know if that character's personalities I liked that guy then I was like oh well I'm totally like in love with this guy because in my head I was trying to make myself the main character in whatever way I could yeah. Uh, which now, I feel like there's a bigger variety now of personalities in main characters than there used to be, which is really nice. So for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, yes, like I fall hard <laughs> for the main character's guy. I'm like, marry me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that is the difference because I was thinking about it and I was like, I feel like a lot of people when they read, they they put themselves in like the main character's shoes, which I'm sure I do to some extent, but maybe for me, it's a little bit more like, oh, this person is my friend, you know, because yeah. like, yeah, because if you are in the main character's shoes, of course, you're going to feel everything they feel. And so when they're in love with this guy, like you will be, too, you know? Yeah. So I wonder if there's just like a difference to how I read. You know, I don't yeah, know. I don't it's know. A thing to think about. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that readers could be like so diverse just in the way that we read the book. Yeah. It's so strange. Um, okay. Number two. Mm, okay. The next one, I don't know if you know who Sherry L. Tapscott is. If you've ever no. read anything of hers. She's one of my favorites. Actually, she, uh, I took a break from reading for like, oh gosh, seven years. And I didn't read like at all. Um, because I had been reading a bunch of romance books, like Christian romance as a young adult. And then I just came up to book after book after book that had like I was getting bombarded with like different kinds of intimate scenes that I didn't know I was going to read. And I was like, well, I'm just going to stop reading because I don't know what anybody's doing anymore. And I feel like I couldn't find anything. And so I just stopped. And then I finally was like, well, I really, really want to read again. So I went on Amazon. And that's when I found independent authors. I had never read an independent author before in my life. And I found W.R. Gingell and I read her book and then it, I read Sherry L. Tapscott next. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm finding books that actually fit the things that I want to read. So that was really cool. But one of the series that Sherry L. Tapscott writes, which is one of the first series I read after taking like a seven-year break, is called the Elton Timber series. And it's like a series of standalone books. And each book is about a different guy and a different girl set in the same world. And they all know each other. Like the first book kind of introduces all of the characters. um, And then after that, each book is about every one of those characters like going on their own journey. And my favorite is the second to last book. Um, I think it's called Elodie of the Sea is what it's called. Um, and I love the guy in that book. Some people might think he's boring. But to me, I was just like, yes, this is the perfect balance. Because I like like the strong, silent type guy. But I also feel like sometimes they're so extreme in their stoicism. <laughs> but I, So I like the ones that are a little bit more middle ground. And that's what this one was. And it's basically, it's a story about... Um, this guy named Bran who he's becoming king and he doesn't want to be king because he used to be um, captaining on a ship out at sea. And so now he's not gonna be able to go on voyages anymore. And one day he's walking on the beach because he's kind of taking this short sabbatical by himself before he has to take over. And he finds this woman like washed up on the shore. And so the story is about him. Um, His family is like bringing all these different princesses into the kingdom to try and like get him to get married and meanwhile, he's dealing with this girl who has amnesia and can't remember where she's from or and it's kind of a little bit of a retelling on The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And like she doesn't know where she's from or who she is. And but she's wearing this ring. So they think she's married, but they're not sure because she can't remember. Um, and so through the course of the story, they're trying to figure out who she is, where she's from, what's going on. Um, and meanwhile, he's having all these women paraded in front of him. But all he wants is Elodie. And he's like, but I'm not sure if I can really have her or not. And what I love so much about Bran is that. He's kind of like, he's more on the quiet side, like, especially like in a group of people. Um, But he's very sweet and earnest. And he's like, he really 
I think my favorite thing is that through the course of the story, even though these girls get paraded in front of him, he never gets distracted or confused. Like the mm-hmm. whole time, he's like, I really want this one girl. I just don't know how to make it happen. But never is there the conflict of, oh, he starts to fall for somebody else. Or mm-hmm. that, I hate that trope when, you know, you bring that third party in and they start to fall for the wrong person. I just get so frustrated. Yeah. So I love, I love that he never gets distracted. He's like, he always wants the same girl. He's just trying to figure out how to get that one girl. And she's a little bit more on the fiery side and he's a little bit on the softer <laughs> side, which... Again, I have a type and it's very clear to me. <laughs> but I just loved him because he wasn't like, because there was a, an earlier book in that series, the first book, where the main character, the guy, was very, very stoic and very like a man of few words kind of thing. And Bran is more like a little bit on the goofier side, but he's still that more quiet, easygoing personality, which I really liked. So, yeah. Oh, uh, now I want to read all these books. Like, I'm going to get it. Like- so good. <laughs> Because they have like little adventures in them. A lot of them do. Like, you know, they're traveling from kingdom to kingdom. But they're the thing. I love a series. I do, I swear. But it has to be a really good series. And the cliffhangers can't make me angry. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, I'm like, forget this. I'm not reading this, especially if I have to wait. Um, so I do like a good standalone because you get that resolution right there and you don't have to wonder. But I like that also there's a series. It's just it's telling the story of the different people. So each book has its own happy ending, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like like I love when romance like series do that. Although this one sounds like it's like fantasy and romance, which is yes. like I yeah. like I really love that. Like when it's like. Yeah. Both. Mm-hmm, but like um, I read when I was really young, like I was a teenager. I read like the Bridgerton series, which. Now I'm like, is, was that inappropriate? I can't even remember. If it was, <laughs> I <I'm, laughs> It didn't make was, an impact, so hey. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, 14. And my mom had them on her bookshelf. And so I was just like, oh, I'm read these. And because yeah. I think it's like the siblings. So it's like each book is like, so that's yeah. a little more interconnected. But like, yeah. it's so nice when like, I don't know, you're reading book three. And like, they meet like the couple from like, book yes. one and they have a baby yes. and like you get to like meet the baby and like kind of see like mm-hmm. you know it's always kind of fun yeah <laughs> and that's what this one does too is at the end the very is it the final book I think it's both final books you see like all the couples from the previous books and their kids and everything and all this stuff and it's like oh I remember you guys yeah, yeah. so I have okay so I came up with like five technically book boyfriends but my next one has like three of them in one (laughs) (laughs) you might like we might not have the back and forth going the whole time because I'll probably just do it like (laughs) but okay so this series is called uh Flambards and most people don't really know this series it was published in the 60s and the reason I bring it up is, so I read it when I was younger, so I was more into the whole book boyfriend thing. I wouldn't even say I'm, like, really attracted to all the guys, but it's just, like, the quintessential, like, book boyfriend series, and it has horses in it. So, uh, <laughs> it's, like, there you go. the ultimate girl series. Yes. Um, so it was published in the 1960s, and apparently a lot of moms were a little upset with it because like it was really popular with girls and a lot of moms thought it was too scandalous at the time like nothing like there's nothing like scandalous by this day and age you know standards in it Mm -hmm. you know like the the main character elopes at one point but there is nothing sexual in these books at all like i mean there's no fade to black it is because like a little girl could read it but I guess the mother is objected to the fact that because these are probably like 12 year olds, you know, reading about like an adult character later on in the series, you know, she's eloping, yeah. she gets married, all this stuff. So like yeah. it starts out when the girl is 12 or 13, but it goes all the way up until like she's 21 and she gets married and it goes on from there. Oh, okay. So there might be, I'll give you the synopsis and then like mm-hmm. at a certain point, I'll, say like when there's going to be spoilers so if you do plan on reading this series um you can you know <laughs> read it for a second but so anyway so it's about this girl and she's an orphan and it's set in like right before world war one in england so she's an orphan and she gets sent to live with her uncle and her two cousins mark and william 
in the countryside and she's like 13 or so. And the reason she hasn't come to live with them earlier is because her parents left her with a lot of money. And so this uncle, his estate is falling down. And so he's like, okay, well, if I have her come when she's older, one of my sons might marry her and we can get all this money so we can fix our estate. So he doesn't have her come to live with them until she's like 12 or 13 because he didn't want them growing up together because he's like, oh, they might not get married. Um, You know, (laughs) 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 she comes to live with them. And it is just like this trifecta because we have the older brother and the older brother really loves hunting and horses and dogs. Like he's all sporty. So he's like the jock. And then the younger brother hates everything to do with it. And he's like more like science nerdy and he likes, he's really into airplanes, which are first coming out. So like right away, like there's, we've got these two brothers and then they have the stable hand whose name, so it's like Mark Will and then the stable hand is Dick. And he is like this really sweet, like blonde, like country boy who's like lower class than her, but he teaches her how to ride and he's very sweet. So it's like, she has a crush on like all of them, like yeah. as you go through the series, <laughs> and she ends up marrying one of them, and like all this stuff happens. But it's just like the ultimate book boyfriend series because like yeah. you have like the jock guy, and you have like the sweet like nerd kind of like boyish kind of guy, and then you've got like the stable hand guy who's like lower class, like outdoorsy one. <laughs> it's just like when I think of book boyfriend, I'm like K.M. Payton of Flambards like started this. Like, you know, like, I'm sure, like, girls in the 60s were like, oh, which one do you like the best? Are you team Mark? Are you team Will? You know? Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah, I highly recommend it because she, like, she, like, bonds with all of them. And it's, like, that trope again where, like, she gets along with everybody. and But she's, like, feisty. Like, she stands up for herself. But she learns how to ride. And she loves riding. But she's still friends with the one who like Will, who hates his brother and his mm-hmm. father because they're obsessed with writing. And, but she's still friends with him too. Yeah. And she takes an interest in his airplanes. And then she's even friends with the stable hand and like the others are like, oh, you know, he's just a stable hand, but she's friends with him too. And she's just like, kind of like the glue. Cause like they're like in such a man's world. Cause it's just like them in this yeah. house with like their horses and their hounds. Yeah. And they're like running the estate into the ground because they spend all these money on like these, top horses and these top dogs for their hunting and she like just like holds like the fort together because she gets along with everybody yeah I don't know it's just it's a really good series of books it's more written for like you know 12 to like 17 but yeah I don't know like I feel like we all like YA oh yeah I highly recommend (laughs) (laughs) better than a series that gives you like all of the guys in one place (laughs) Yeah, and you can like all of them. You can just like one of them. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to go into it more than that. Because like I could go into it more and like give spoilers and be like, well, I like this one because of this. But I'll just leave it at that. Like it is the ultimate horse girl book boyfriend Mm -hmm. series like ever. Like it's really good. (laughs) You need to read it. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds great. Guys, I recommend this if you're looking for the trifecta of book boyfriends in one place. Yes. <laughs> and there's a TV show. They made it in the 70s. So it's kind of cheesy, but like it's still really good. And then you can see them yeah. on screen. And they're all pretty good looking, except for the guy that plays the stable hand. I don't know. Maybe some people would think he's good looking. Yeah. He's not really like my type, but the other two are like really good looking. You can watch it and you can be like, oh. <laughs> 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 you know, you can swoon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get all of the contentment and satisfaction of watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you don't read it, you can watch it and, you know, yeah. have TV boyfriends it. instead. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I don't have any book boyfriends that came from the same book or even the same author. Yeah, I tried to do that. Like I said, I just, like, couldn't even think of anybody. I was like, I guess yeah. I could put this person in. But, like, I didn't really like him that much. I was like, yeah, oh, this is really accurate. So that's why I just yeah. picked three, but the one series has three of them in. So then I was like, okay, now I have five. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. I feel like I spent way too much time deciding 
because because I was almost asking myself like which ones would I want to marry kind of thing like I was like really serious about it (laughs) oh okay so my next one um is by K.M. Shea oh I haven't read any of her stuff but like I've been meaning to (laughs) yeah she's really good I will say I love her her plots are always interesting um and she always has a really good sense of humor she is lighter on the romance and I know some people like to Mm -hmm. have um more on the romantic side and hers is a little bit lighter on the romance like when you know characters kiss and stuff like she describes it but she doesn't spend paragraphs on it and some people like a little bit more so Mm -hmm. just bear that in mind I appreciate them they're really cute I love them her favorite series of mine is the elves of Lessa series which it's super simple. There's going to be four books. She hasn't finished the fourth one yet, though. And each book is um, kind of a standalone. You should read them in order, though, because they give spoilers away if you don't. Um, <laughs> and so each book is about a different couple. And the third book, I had a hard time deciding between the first book and the third book. I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know which guy I liked better. Um, but I decided on the third book. Uh, and his name is Arvel. I think that's how I'm pronouncing correctly. And basically the story is they live in this fantasy world where at one point there were these high elves, which were like dangerous, um, like cutthroat kind of people. And then there were the lesser elves, which are basically um, created by the union between elves and humans. That's what the lesser elves are. And so the lesser elves have like the same refinement as the elves, but they're just like, they're kinder, they're softer because they were created through humans. Um, and so the high elves have left this continent. And so now it's just the the lesser elves and the humans. And there's this one city, this one country where the elves and the humans uh, intermingle with each other. And so like every year they have like this ceremony where like they, you know, renew like their union together and stuff. And anyway, that's kind of just like a little bit of a backstory on the world. And in this particular book, the main character is the prince of the human world. And he's the youngest prince. Well, I don't want to tell you too many spoilers, but he's the youngest (laughs) prince, but he's going to be king. And so all of these women, of course, are like trying to vie for his attention and stuff. And the best thing about Arvel is that he just wants to hang out in the library. He's like, (laughs) leave me alone and let me read. And I'm like, yes. A man who will never question how many books you buy. It's um, <laughs> the dream, guys. Yeah. And the the main girl is an elf, and she works as a translator for the elves because they speak different languages, and most humans can't really learn to speak elvish very well. And so this one elf, um, her name is Myth, she can speak both human and, and elvish, and so she translates for everybody, and she becomes the prince's translator. And just their relationship is, is so cute because she's, like, very straight-laced, um, and does everything by the book. And she's like, you know, she wears her hair in the same style every day. Oh. You know, has her uniform just so every day. She loves books, like adores books so much. Um, and that's like the bonding thing between the two of them is how much they love like history and reading and everything. But he gets kind of a kick out of how much he can like rile her. Because she's <laughs> just so straight laced. And like every time he like flirts with her or something, she's like, what are you doing? Like... <laughs> I'm your translator. You're not supposed to flirt with me. And he just gets like a kick out of it, like pushes it more and more. Um, so they're just, they're just so cute. And he's like, he's kind of on the quieter side in the sense that he's not like um, a party boy or like, you know, super, super chatty. And he's not a bad boy. He's a really, really sweet character. Um, but just like the slight snarkiness and sarcasm he has and like trying to push her just a little bit all the time. But just be, still being, like, the sweet boy who loves books and everything. Like, I just, uh, I adore him. Like, I thought I loved, the like, the main guy in the first book, which I do. But he's, like, a much more, like, stereotypical, strong, silent type. And I just love, like, the, the little bit of, like, humor from Arvel is, like, perfect. I'm like, okay, this is, like, the balance right there, right in between. So, yeah. that's I highly recommend that series. I highly recommend K.M. Shea. And that is my favorite uh, one of her series, that, that book. Yeah, I really need to read her book. So maybe I'll start with that series. I would recommend it because like her other series are great. Um, and like she has a lot of um, urban fantasy, which she has a new one that just came out, which I loved. But those are like a lot more complicated. And like there are series where like it ends on cliffhangers and you have to pick up on the last one kind of thing. Um, 
And I think with the Elves of Lessa series, it's just, they're so, I don't know what it, I think she said it's her most popular series and she can't figure out why. Because it's like the least complicated. <laughs> but people just love it. Because they're just so sweet. Yeah. but they, And they have the fantasy aspect, but they're not like, you know, these really big, heavy topics or anything. They're just, I don't know. I just love them. They're ones that I will pick up and reread whenever I can't find anything else I want to read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the kind of, I mean, I will read, like, a heavy, heavy fantasy every once in a while, like, uh, Mistborn, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it was great, but it's, like, the majority of my reading is, like, romance or, like, mm. fantasy romance, where it's, like, lighter on, like, you know, you have to learn a whole culture and, like, world building and yes. magic system, and, like, yes. you know, I don't do that, but, like, I don't read it, like, often. It's, like, those are my yeah. special kind of books where I really like delve into it yeah you know? I think because it takes so much emotion to read those kinds of books like it kind of drains you a little bit because a lot of the time those narratives there's also a lot more like dark stuff or sad stuff mm -hmm. happening so it kind of drains you to read it like the Aragon series I'll yeah. read those like once a year once every other year but those aren't the types of books I read all the time because they're just they don't fuel me in the same way that something lighter does. Something lighter, I'm like, oh, I read it, and I'm like, I get a smile on my face. I'm like, oh, that was so sweet. I loved that. Ready for the next yeah. one, you know? Which I like yeah. that feeling when I'm reading. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So why don't you go next? Because, like I said, I have okay. one more. So you should oh, do another okay. one, and then I'll do mine. Okay. And then okay. Now, I think I kind of unintentionally might have gone somewhat in order, because these are my last two, and they're my, my two oh. favorites. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave the last for best, though, and it shouldn't surprise anybody when I actually say what it is. But the <laughs> second to last, the second to last one um, is by Camille Peters, and it's the second book in her original series is called Spelled. Okay. And that one, her ser that series is um, a series of standalones, and they're all based on fairy tales. So like the first one, I think, was based on the princess and the pea, I think. Uh, but the, I, what I like a lot about her fairy tale retellings is that a lot of fairy tale retellings are very like literal, like they take the original story and kind of make tweaks to it. Versus what she does is she kind of takes the original like theme or concept, and then she creates something that's like you can vaguely tell is based okay. on this fairy tale, but it's so different, yeah. which I really like because then you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Um, and they're fairly like thicker books. But she spends a lot of time, uh, they're very character-driven stories. And my favorite thing about those books is you never have the miscommunication trope. Oh. Which makes me so happy. Like, when the characters have, like, this issue of, oh, we can't be together or something is wrong. They're like, well, let's just talk it out and figure it out. And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so, like, there's conflict, but it's, it's, it works out better. So, anyway, I just love those. But the second one. A lot of people actually have said they don't like, which I kind of understand because it's uh, so it's about the main character, Rosie. Her best friend has just gotten married to the prince. And um, so she's she's at the ca at the castle with her best friend. And Rosie is. Can you hear my dogs, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think Amazon might be here. <laughs> They're just. Yep. Yep. They're fighting, so somebody must be delivering something. Oh my! God. I was like, I was just gonna like give them a second to stop because they're just so ridiculous. Oh my I gosh! I mean, they're like in the background, like they're not okay. overpowering your voice. So if people okay. don't mind a little like okay. Okay. dog ambiance in the background, <laughs> <laughs> totally goes with the vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway, Rosie is a very um, kind of eccentric character. Like, she loves to tell stories, and she wants to be the princess in every version of the story. Um, and she she also likes to fib sometimes. And she's just, she's very dramatic and, like, very, like, flamboyant and stuff. But she's really sweet. I love her character because I think I love that the growth from the beginning versus mm -hmm. where she ends up, I really appreciate. Which a lot of people, I guess, just found her annoying. Which I was like, what? I loved this story. <laughs> and the best part of this story is that during her time at the palace, um, her best friend, who's now the princess, one of her main guards is named Alistair. And he is the, of course, quiet, strong, silent type guard. <laughs> and he constantly is, like, watching Rosie, like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> she's constantly getting into trouble all the time. 
Um, and the best thing about Alistair is like, Rosie's constantly doing stuff she shouldn't be doing and getting herself into a lot of trouble. And Alistair is just like, he has a way of like watching over her and like advising her not to do it, but not belittling her for being so dramatic or getting herself into trouble. He's always just like, I'm not letting you do this by yourself. Like mm-hmm. I'm coming with you kind of thing. Um, so yeah, he's a very sweet kind of character. Um, very much on the quiet side, but he's just so like, understanding of her and like he loves her for being this really vibrant intense oh, person yeah. which i think is so sweet because a lot of the time like you know the guy would act like oh you need to calm down and he's yeah. like no i like that about you which is super sweet yeah. so that's like one of my favorite stories of romance and that is just so cute wait okay so but i have to know more about alistair though like <laughs> like <laughs> yes yes like I like he uh she likes to tell stories and like make up lots of fantastical stories um about different things like as if they were true like she'll like be walking mm-hmm. in a room like make up a story about this room like what happened here or whatever and he just goes along with it and like asks questions as if it were a true story knowing that she's making it up <laughs> um which is super sweet <laughs> and like throughout the story she gets herself constantly into trouble and I mean he's kind of like Rosie would you please stop getting into trouble because I'm worried you're actually going to hurt yourself. But he's also just like following along, like, okay, what are we doing? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of humors her, which I really like. That's, I think the reason I like that is because that's one of the qualities I want in a man is like, listen, I know I'm eccentric, but just humor me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does for Rosie, which is really sweet. Um, so yeah, they have a really sweet romance and she likes, I think for her in the beginning of the story, it's really hard to think of Alistair as any kind of romantic option because A, she wants to be a princess and he's a guard. So like, what fun is that? And B, he's just so stoic and so serious all the time. And so she's like, oh, well, he's not going to be any fun. When in reality, like the guys that she thinks will be more fun, they want to be like the center of attention. And Alistair is like, he just thinks she's great. And he wants to hear more of her stories and like let her shine and stuff, which I think is just adorable. I just love him. Aww. He's a yeah, I, love, I love when there, it's like you know because he's a guard and like I yeah. like, like I like princes and all but like I like when it's like you know someone random like I really like um yeah twelve dancing princesses because it's like the soldier you know yeah he manages to complete the the quest and like he gets yeah. random and I don't know yeah. it's just like different mm-hmm. and there's a different attitude because there's like no entitlement or anything to a soldier you're just like mm-hmm. you know full of like responsibility and whatnot, which is perfect for like the more like strong, silent type of guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause I feel like princes a lot of times are like, like the bad boy, like kind of lazy type because like they've been like spoiled. So they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, but my last one, so he, <laughs> this is really embarrassing, but like, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> Oh no! Poor guy! I just like remember. I was just trying to think of like, you know, like what's been like really influential on me. And it was this book by Georgia Heyer that I read when I was like 14, 15 years old. And I think she was about the same age when she wrote it. Mm -hmm. So if I went back and read it now, I might not like it, but like I loved it. And she published it when it was, she was 19. It was her first book. Like, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with Georgette Heyer. Um, she writes Regency romance. And so her first one was called The Black Moth. And, you know, it's Regency romance. And I read it so long ago. I don't remember the names of the hero and the heroine. But what I remember about the hero is so it's set in like the late 18th century. So it's like when people had like the uh, tri-corner tri- hats and like the breeches yeah. and the like men. It's like very elaborate, like clothes that they wore. So yeah. he's like a dandy. So he's like, you know, like oiling his nails and like he's always making oh sure his gosh. like cravat is like tied perfectly. And I just, it was like really influential for me because he was like very particular about how he looked, but he was still like a hero. Cause like at the end of the book, you know, like he does all this heroic stuff, but it was almost like he used. Um, he a lot of times he would use that like dandy thing to like kind of like put people off, which I think mm. that's like the trope of like the the Scarlet Pimpernel 
is, you know, like you have all these dandies and like everybody thinks yeah. they're so concerned about fashion, but they're really like being spies, like, you know, yeah. and they're just yeah. the <laughs> like, mm. so I guess I just, it was like the first time I'd ever read a book where like the hero was like interested in like this kind of stuff. And he actually was, he wasn't really putting it on. He, he really did care about like how he looked. Mm. Um, he was like interested in like stuff that we would normally think is like feminine because like he's like yeah. you know polishing his nails and like <laughs> but he was still so like super yeah. masculine and so I think for me as like a 15 year old that was very compelling to me because it, I felt like a lot of times when I've read these heroes they were cardboard and it's like I couldn't yeah. like really fall in love with them because they didn't feel like a whole person but yeah. here was the hero who is he's very complex he was interested in all these certain things and he had a personality. Yeah. He was still heroic. Like he was still your yeah. traditional like hero who saves the girl at the end of the day kind of person. But I don't know. He just like had this complexity. Like he cared about his nails. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? So yeah, if you haven't read The Black Moth, you know, especially if you are a Georgia Higher fan and you haven't read it, I recommend it because it's just interesting to see what authors write as teenagers yeah. although it might not be good like from an adult perspective because i know that was my issue with wuthering heights is i loved it when i was a teenager and i read it again when i was older and i was like man this reads like teenage fan fiction and it really does like yeah. wuthering heights reminds me a lot of like you know like like something that you might read on wattpad which makes sense yeah. because you know, she was a teenager when she wrote it and just like the yeah. way like all the characters are super young and there's lots of drama, like everybody's related. Yeah. Like it reminds me of how I wrote at that age. It's yeah. just cool to see like even back in like the 1800s, <laughs> teenagers like. Yeah, they were like, the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I put the, the Black Moth, the hero there on there because I feel like, you know, for going with like really influential things like that was a very influential hero that that was the first time i was like wow like i really like this guy you yeah. know and it just didn't feel cardboard to me and it made me rethink of like how i could rewrite my own heroes and make them like more complex and like yeah. maybe make them interested in something that you wouldn't normally expect them to be interested in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i agree yeah. like kind of breaking the stereotypical mold because guys kind of like when I used to think that there wasn't enough variation in female heroes, like personality wise, mm -hmm. which is true for guys too. Like there's only like a few stereotypes are supposed to fit into. And it's like, but real guys aren't like that. Like there's yeah. different, you know, variations of people of what they're interested in and what they're like. Um, I remember when I first started writing the legends of Avalon series initially, and it didn't work out just because Daphne's character, it didn't really work for her. But initially Desmond was going to be a nerd, like a major bookish nerd who like wore glasses <laughs> had awkward times in conversation and like didn't know how to socialize and all these things and then it just didn't once Daphne came into like clarity for me I was like well I think she needs like a firmer hand but I still would love to write a hero like that because I mean guys everybody's so different and also like what each woman finds attractive is different too like what personality traits or what things that they're interested in you know so it's nice to see variation in guys in books for sure yeah yeah i agree and that's why book boyfriends is so fun because like everybody has different ones because everybody's attracted to different things it's, it's just so fun to have the conversations about oh yeah <laughs> and i feel like there's a whole different list of guys i would pick if i was talking about like just like my favorite men like not ones that i would date or marry if they were real but just like my favorite men in books would be yeah. different like not like attraction wise, but just like I really love this character kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It would be a different story for sure. Yeah, that's true too. Definitely for me as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, my last one. Top I favorite. Like <laughs> I feel like like it might not be what you anticipate, but I don't think it should be a surprise to anybody once I say it. Uh, my top favorite book boyfriend, and this is hard because technically he would be my favorite movie boyfriend too, because there's a book and a movie. But he's my favorite boyfriend ever. Like, if he were real, I would be married right now. Um, <laughs> every man has to live up to this standard. Uh, sorry to my future husband, but your standard is high. Uh, it's Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. 
<laughs> he is just like, I don't even know if I need to explain it, but I'm going to explain it anyway. I mean, I think we've all either read or watched or know something pop culturally about Lord of the Rings, but Aragorn's character, just like when I was, I see, I didn't watch it until I was in seventh grade, no eighth grade, because we read the Hobbit in school. And at that time, the Hobbit movies didn't exist. So we watched the third Lord of the Rings movie. And so my friends and I did a marathon watching the first two at my house because I had never seen them before. And I was in love from the get-go. Um, and then when I eventually read the books, I was in love even more. Because I think that for me, my favorite part about Aragorn, which I feel like we don't find a lot in fiction now, which I feel like is really disappointing, is that Aragorn, no matter what the cost to himself, will always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, when push comes to shove, he will always do the right thing, no matter what it means for him which I just really, really like the integrity of that. Like he doesn't care who you are. Like you could be technically lesser than him and he's going to treat you as if you're better. And like, you know, like when he's offered the ring and he's like, no, I don't, I don't want it. Like he just, the integrity there is just so powerful. And I remember reading one time somebody said that Boromir was how most men are because we're Mm -hmm. corrupt and we, you know, are fallible, but Aragorn is who we should be. Because just the integrity there of like always doing the right thing, always sticking up for people, always making the hard call. Like I just have so much respect for that character. And I wish that we saw more of that because now I feel like there's so much it's romanticized about um, kind of the morally gray hero. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, I can appreciate a morally gray character and think that their growth is interesting or think that they're funny or whatever. But as far as romantic interests, I'm just like, I would rather be with somebody who always does the right thing than someone who justifies bad things, you know? And I just wish we saw more of that now in fiction of having the character who is willing to make the sacrifice to do the right thing. I just, I find, to be completely, I don't know how PG we're supposed to keep this, but to be honest, I find that so sexy. I'm just like, oh, the guy who will do the right thing? Like, yes, please. I want more of that. No, I totally agree. And I feel like that's why, like, I don't know, a lot of heroes in books these days just don't do it for me because they're not larger than life enough. Yeah. Like, they need to be, like, that over-the-top hero. And, like, obviously it's unrealistic, but, like, we don't read for realism. We need to be inspired and everything. And I just, I tend to gravitate towards, like, the older books because they have, like, those really over-the-top heroic guys. I feel like, I actually feel like I have more, like, when we get to, like, a, like, a movie boyfriend episode like I'll definitely have more because a lot of them don't even come from you know women's romance stuff it's like um action stuff that I watched with Mm. my dad and like those men are like Like, yes they're just not like manly enough a lot of times I feel like Mm -hmm. and a lot of hand novels it's just I don't know (laughs) I agree and especially like when the characters are supposed to be older and yet there's still these people who are like constantly doing the wrong thing or you know what makes me so mad is when they don't make the effort to get the girl or like they had to be talked (laughs) into getting the girl and I'm like man up bro come on no yeah I've never found that like attractive either this is like I'm not saying like they can't have doubts but like I prefer it to be like you know they doubt it and they're like they work it out you know like nobody has to talk them into it you know, maybe they yes. have doubts, but if ultimately they're like, okay, no, I need to do this. Like, yeah. you know, I've won all these battles. Like, I can do this kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I um, think, like, the big, like, classic story heroes, like King Arthur and people mm-hmm. like Aragorn, who are, like, you, like you said, larger than life. Like, these yeah. very, like, big-time heroes. I love that stuff. Like, Captain America, he was my favorite superhero. <laughs> because, like, okay, A... The moment when he when she asks him why he doesn't dance or whatever, and he says he's waiting for the right partner, I just died. I was like, <laughs> oh, the sincerity, I just love it. But also like that that integrity of I'm gonna do what's right because it's right versus mm-hmm. I'm gonna do whatever's convenient for me kind of thing. I just oh yeah, I miss that. Yeah. yeah, it's like the honor. Like I think that to me yeah. is like the most attractive quality in like a man is yeah. like honor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that's generally bigger in, like, the military heroes or whatever. And I think that's just, like, why I'm attracted to that Mm -hmm. one. But you reminded me. Okay, so Aragorn um, in the movie, like, the actor who plays him in the Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. movie 
the actor that I've always thought should have played Sirius Black in the Harry oh. Potter movies. And then that reminds me, I had a big crush on him when I was younger. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> I was like, because the movie one has like brown hair and Sirius Black's supposed to have black hair. Everybody knows that. That's he's supposed true. to be Yes. Like, I get he's been out of prison, but like they should have made him a little yeah. more attractive because like, you know, like little like 14 year old me, like I loved Sirius because like he's handsome and he's like the bad guy, but then like, or the bad boy, like he's younger. Then he became a hero and like he went through prison and then like he's like Harry's father figure. And yes. Um, so I, I guess I do have one more, and it's probably Sirius Black. Yeah. So when I got older, I couldn't decide between him or like his younger brother, because like he's like the smaller, like younger brother, and he's like yeah. more like the quiet hero, like good guy. So there's always like that, like yeah. <laughs> I agree. I always have a soft spot for the redemption story. Like, when a guy starts out as, like, a bad boy, but then by the end of the series or the story of the movie, he's, like, he's the one making the right calls. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, oh, because they usually, I think what I love is they retain, like, their, like, snarkiness or their, like, attitude. Yeah. And I'm, like, yes, I love yeah. this. But I'm, like, I don't want you in your beginning phases when you're not a great person. I want to see, like, the growth of you becoming the hero. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they become the hero, but they're still, like, they can still, like, they still have like that like toughness or the snarkiness or whatever mm-hmm. like that made yeah. them like a good villain because they're always like winning their battles and then they're still like that competent that like aggressive like they're still all yeah. those things, but they're now like on the right path like you know yeah. they just like the one eighty but they used they bring all that like toughness like mm-hmm. and they shift it to the good side like that is super yeah. compelling to me too oh yes yeah. hero. <laughs> Now I can't stop picturing Viggo Mortensen playing Sirius Black. Like, that would have been so good. That would have been really good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'd never even yeah. thought about it. But, yeah, that would have been perfect. And he could have kept the same hairstyle from Lord of the Rings, too. Exactly. Like, like he's perfect. He's, like, the series we all imagined as we were yeah. reading the book. <laughs> but, like, even, like, I don't know. I just feel like they could have found someone better. Because, like I said, yeah. the actor they had, like, he had brown hair. Like, I think that was my biggest sticking point. It, especially when you've read a book and loved it. It seems like you can't even, like, when the, the casting directors can't get, like, the details of the physical part right. It's like, are you serious? You guys have like, millions of dollars. Dye the hair the right color. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Like, like, I guess they want to have, like, the right feel and the right personality. But to me, that actor didn't. He was too, like, timid. Like, he looked like your next-door neighbor. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Like, I was like, he needs to be a little more exciting. <laughs> like, yeah. But, See, I don't think I had a reaction to it when I watched it because I didn't read them as a kid. Because we weren't allowed to. Yeah. It wasn't until later in life that my mom was like, I don't know why I told you you couldn't. Because I don't think they're that, like, they're a bad thing at all. But, you know, back then, everyone was like, oh, witchcraft, you can't read it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have, when I watched the movies, I had never read the books before. I read the books after seeing the movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I read the books. My mom didn't let me until I was older because she was like, okay, it starts when he's 11, you know, and it's lighthearted. But, like, it goes up and then the books get darker. So she's like, she didn't want me to start reading them too young because she didn't want to be like, okay, you have to stop the series now and wait till you're older to finish it. Yeah. You know, so I was like. I think I was 11 or 12 before I started reading it and it was still coming out um you know so like by the time yeah. I read like the sixth and seventh book I think I was like maybe 15 so I was I was old yeah. enough at that point yeah but yeah and I wonder too is like the director was not thinking of it from the stance like casting wise of like you know, a 14-year-old girl, he was probably like, oh, serious, like, he wasn't probably even thinking that this is, like, a handsome romantic character. Like, you know what I mean? That's true, like, yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, he's not actually a love interest for anybody, so it doesn't really matter what he looks like. That's it's probably what they were thinking. Yeah. They should have asked all the girls, though. They should have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our fictional boyfriends. I know. <laughs> Yeah, but now I'm excited to do, like, movie ones will be great. Yes. And, like, and even talking about, because I feel like my real book boyfriends are the ones that I wrote. Like I have I'm such a like, hard time not including my own. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm super in love with, like, all the ones that I wrote. Like, those men. Because, 
you know, it's like exactly to my taste kind of a thing. Exactly. Know? It's wish fulfillment. So it's like, of course, yeah. those are my favorites. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I'm Same. excited for those episodes. This will be good. But mm-hmm. I feel like, like this is a great way to like kick off like the new year, the podcast. It's a good yes. friend discussion. Like you can't go wrong. Everybody loves it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, plus we're giving you guys some great reads to start out 2023 with. So there's that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then definitely like, let us know, like, you know, if you have some great book boyfriends that mm-hmm. we, we might know about them, but like, maybe we don't like, you know, yeah. give us suggestions. Like yes, I'm always looking for more stuff to read and mm-hmm. like, yeah. So let us know like your favorite ones, like mm-hmm. who we should be reading. <laughs> Agreed. Please do. Cause finding new reads for the new year. Like, I know I have a long TBR, but, like, if you have recommendations on good book boyfriends, then I'll read those first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, I feel like I'm always in the mood for that. Because, you know, my TBR has a lot of stuff that I might not necessarily be in the mood for. Yeah. So. <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening and or watching. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. see you next time. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it and tune in next week for another episode. And if you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review so that other people can find us and we will see you in the future. Bye.